Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. How you begin something sets the tone for what's to come. And so naturally, the good news of Jesus Christ, a story of love and salvation, the Gospel of Mark. According to the Gospel of Mark, starts with a wild man in the wilderness yelling at people and referencing the book of Isaiah. The good news of Jesus Christ never comes in a way that we expect. Before we get to the story of Jesus' miraculous birth, we're told of John the baptizer. He could be identified by his diet and fashion choices, and he would baptize people in the River Jordan. He was Jesus' relative, probably cousin, and their ministries were intertwined. And he is the one we hear about first, proclaiming about a highway in the wilderness, for God is coming. Now, wilderness isn't just being outside. The wilderness is specifically an uninhabited place. Definitions of wilderness include words like uncultivated and undisturbed, and also confusing and bewildering. We're pretty fortunate nowadays that we don't really encounter the wilderness unless we choose to. Maybe on a particularly rugged camping trip or a journey to a national park, we'll come in contact with true wilderness. But most of us in our day-to-day lives don't spend time in or around the wilderness. But John the Baptist, the prophet Isaiah, and the Israelites were all surrounded by it. In Israel, there's habit forgot again, habit, livable areas around rivers and seas. But much of where the Israelites spent their time in the wilderness is rocky deserts. There's a reason when wandering for 40 years, they were given manna and quail from God. It's uninhabitable land. They couldn't live without God. What makes a place uninhabitable? It goes beyond things like barren land that won't grow grow crops or places without plentiful water. What about places stricken by war and full of fear? Places where hate and distrust are sown. Places where crisis and catastrophe are happening. For a place to be uninhabitable, it goes beyond food, and water. I think of our Jewish neighbors as Hanukkah started last Thursday evening. With the ongoing war in Israel and rising anti-Semitic attacks, many people were unsure how to celebrate this year. And yet, a strong Hanukkah value is hospitality. So some Jewish people and organizations are making sure 
They celebrate. They are creating safe, joyous spaces to celebrate the miracle that started Hanukkah. And their joy and love exists despite the wilderness. And yet we find the wilderness is where John the Baptist's voice proclaims from. We are pointed to God from a place we would never expect. The uninhabitable spaces are the spaces that turn us toward God and God's love and God's strength. When we cannot see how anything could grow or flourish or be beneficial in these barren landscapes, we turn to God. It is God who will make a way in the wilderness. We rely on God for our lives. It is so, so tempting to fight and use strength to combat the wilderness, whether it's the land that is barren or the powers that enforce fear and hate. I'm sure that we've all seen people choose violence and inflict hurt on a local and global level, and it's very easy to want to fight back that childhood mentality of they hit me, so I get to hit them back. But Advent reminds us that we are to be patient and wait for the Lord. God is coming to us, and it's not our strength that will win over the unlivable places. It is God. Our task is not showing our power. It is sharing God's love with everyone we meet. And as we sit in our Advent patience, we are not meant to sit idly. You can share the love of God while we wait for God. We have a whole, uh, we described it as a menu of Advent service opportunities here at this church. And one of these opportunities is coming up next week. We are hosting a meal packing event for Hands Against Hunger a program through a Child's Hope International, an organization that works to counter food insecurity and access to water for people around the world, which counters unlivable conditions of all types. There's a meal bag like what we will be packing out in the meal space, and we need your help. There are countless ways to share God's love in this time because our God is coming to us. Uh, It's Mark Allen Powell who wrote what he calls the silly analogy when children play hide and seek. God is coming to us and hiding itself isn't very fun as it was pointed out. It is kind of suspenseful and boring. What's fun about hide-and-seek is being found. When we say God is coming to you, it's God's way of saying, I am coming to find you. And as the kids said, it's always fun to be found. 
God is coming to us in love and grace and strength and power. We know that God comes to us in Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, our Emmanuel, comes to us to walk alongside us, to live and grow and grieve and rejoice with us. Jesus, who shows us strength through humility, power through healing, and above all, love. Amen.